Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. Hello and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. And as always, I am a pastor elder here. My name is Bryce. And not as always, but thankfully, we have with us an absolute expert on the discipline of prayer. A man who prays on his knees 10 hours every day. No. Oh, no? no okay. I just assumed. I just no. assumed. But I do have a godly brother, and many of you know him because he helps us with uh, Epic, our middle school ministry here, and other things. Actually, he was changing one of the lights in the foyer <laughs> right before that. He was serving us before he served us right here. But this is Dave Hartsaw. Dave, thank you for being here. Yeah, Bryce. Thanks for having me. Well, like I said, uh, I think... Most people listening to this probably know you, or at least know your face, or at yeah. least know your wife's face, or know Will and Ellie's face, your kids. Yeah. Uh, but not maybe not everybody. So I thought we'd get started by just briefly me asking how you came to know Christ, and then how you ended up here at Faith Bible Church. Yeah. So my testimony goes uh, that I was saved in college. Um, my wife shared the gospel with me. That's fun. And yeah, it is. It is super fun. And through God pulling at my heart, uh, he changed my heart. She she shared uh, uh, Romans 8.28 with me and just stayed consistent with me with uh, just checking up on me and seeing how I was doing. And then several other guys walked along and God changed my heart in college. Um, I... Uh, I didn't understand necessarily that I needed Christ or that I had sin in my life and I knew I was broken and I knew I needed something, but I didn't have a, a real clear picture of what sin was. And through second Corinthians five twenty one, um, I got a good, good idea of what sin was and what it was doing to me and how I was not able to glorify God. So Stephanie, yeah, you're listening. Steph. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being God's instrument to bring in Dave into the fold. Actually, it reminded me because we were just talking about David Adams. So, David, if you're listening, because now I know you, with uh, this men's ministry, just started these kind of D groups, or I don't know if that's what we're calling them, but guys meeting to be accountable. They're awesome. And I know you're with David Adams. And if my memory serves me correctly, similarly in college, but I think, David, did you lead your wife to Christ? I think that's what happened that he led Jessica to Christ. Okay. If I have that wrong, I will retract it maybe next episode. <laughs> but I think that's what happened. That's what it reminds me of when your spouse leads you to Christ. Yeah. It's like a double win. You come yeah. to Christ and you get to be married. That's yeah, awesome. it was. So how did you guys end up at Faith Bible Church? Sure. So I tried to go back to my parents' church after uh, we graduated college. Stephanie went to South Africa. Um and it didn't work. Okay. So I I was used to being fed spiritually pretty hardcore and having good accountability through like D groups and just one on one people meeting with me. And it just wasn't there. And I kept seeking it out and it just wasn't there. So ultimately came back to Faith Bible. I went to Faith Bible through Campus Outreach in college and I don't know, came back then and have been here ever since. And we're very glad that you've come back and that you are here. Yeah. You know, gen genuinely. I mean, I appreciate the stuff that you do here. Like Epic is a big thing that you do here. Yeah. But I mean, we just appreciate you as well. You know, Thanks, it's, just, man. it's good having you around. It really is. Well, <clears throat> today we are talking about prayer because that's our quarterly focus this quarter. And we are going to have some episodes coming up that are focused on specific times when we pray, like 
having a set, disciplined, regular time to pray, or even like flare prayers throughout the day, or multiple times you pray during the day. So we will talk about that, but I thought we'd do this episode first. This episode I've titled, Just Pray, because as you'll see, sometimes we paralyze ourselves by thinking our prayers have to be perfect. And um, I have a little quote here from Martin Luther, who wrote a tract. It was actually for his barber. So his barber asked him, how do you pray? And (laughs) as, of course, Martin Luther would do, you don't answer. You go home and write a treatise that becomes famous for 500 years. But anyway, so Luther wrote this treatise on a simple way to pray. And he says in there, quote, guard yourself carefully against those false deluding ideas which tell you, wait a little while, I'll pray in an hour. First, I must attend to this or that. Such thoughts get you away from prayer into other affairs which so hold your attention and involve you that nothing comes of prayer for that day. I thought we'd start then by just addressing some of the excuses that keep us from praying so that we can just pray. So Dave, what are some of the excuses for you personally that tend to keep you from prayer? Yeah, so my two biggest ones would be that I will do it later. That is my excuse for everything, honestly. (laughs) I'll get to it later, and then I don't have enough time are my biggest ones that I can think of. Well, you are a father of two. That's right. (laughs) One and three years old. Yep. So I'm not saying that's a valid excuse, but I'm saying it's close to a valid excuse. (laughs) Yeah. Got a lot going on. Uh, Have you found any good ways, because I think those are excuses that a lot of people listening to this probably resonate with. Martin Luther 500 years ago said that was an excuse. I'll do it later. Yeah. Have you found any good ways to overcome those excuses in your life? Um, yeah, I've, I've seen in my life some red flags that come up and I've kind of, in my spiritual walk, I've learned to navigate them sometimes well, sometimes not well, many times not well, but I've learned that when, uh, when it's idle or when my life is idle and I'm, kind of backing down from my walk with the Lord or uh, I pull away that we're going to hit some rocks in the upcoming season. And so just to be diligent and consistently in prayer um, has been really good. I don't know, not just in hard times, but making it uh, very important to you Mm. that you pray. I mean, that's what we were talking about a little bit before we recorded this, how we have a lot of excuses, like there's not enough time and stuff. The interesting thing is when we follow those excuses and don't pray, God makes us make time. That's right. <laughs> those red flags you're talking about. Yeah. You just get to a bad place. And at some point, we're like, I just have to pray. Yeah, that's a good point. Usually to ask for forgiveness yeah. instead of <laughs> yeah. just in prayer. But yeah. But at least you're praying. That's right. That's at right. least you're just praying, which is the point here. Um, so we all have different excuses that we have to deal with. Um. One of the things that I find for myself, and maybe you do too, Dave, is that sometimes the excuse that comes in my mind is when I start praying, I start analyzing my prayer, and I just go like, I'm not that good at praying. And I just kind of get almost upset with myself of like, I should pray better. I get too distracted. I get bored. I'm not saying the right words. I Or I make it into a list. It becomes boring, so I get distracted again. Uh, I don't want to say that there aren't like better and worse ways to pray Otherwise, the Bible wouldn't really need to teach us about that. I even thought of the passage in Ecclesiastes 5 where Solomon says, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better. So something's better 
drawing near to God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they don't know that they're doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven, you're on earth, therefore let your words be few. So that is in the Bible. So I'm not saying just pray however you want. doesn't matter. I mean, that's a verse I've thought of a lot. And unfortunately, sometimes it's not a problem of the passage, but in myself, I go like, am I being too rash? Am I speaking too much? I think even with that being said, on the other hand, there is a kind of analysis paralysis where if you watch your steps too closely, you just don't pray. So I thought I'd ask you, Dave, if someone's listening to this, they just don't feel good at praying. And so they're not praying. How would you encourage them? Yeah. So when I was in college, we used to pray every Sunday night. I don't know if you remember going to the library or not. Yeah, I in do. The basement. Yeah. yeah. So I would, I would usually pray with guys that I was uh, with at that time, like who were walking alongside me. And so Ben Suter was one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And Ben was sharing at that time with a guy named Chris. And Chris was in a wheelchair and he was super cool and the love that Ben had for him was really cool to see. And I remember sitting down there in the corner by the tables and just, we were getting ready to start praying. And it was one of the first times that Chris was there. Maybe it was the second or third, but he was just like, I I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to pray. I didn't grow up praying. I'm just not going to pray this time either. And Ben was like, it's fine. You don't have to pray if you don't want to. But there is no really wrong way to pray if you are praying to God. He, he encouraged him. He's like, We'll, we'll work through things and we, you can figure it out, but you just need to pray. You've got to start somewhere. And so I've, I've remembered that story and like taken it to heart as we go through, um, to just pray, yeah. you know, there's the ax prayer model is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I teach the Epic kids. Mm-hmm. We learned it through campus outreach. Justin Geyer went through it with me and I am so thankful for those two entities to, to just, help me and encourage me. But yeah, the Acts prayer model is awesome. We went through it in Epic about three weeks ago with the kids and we did a prayer walk the other night. Casey led the girls uh, through it and it was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See you, you, it's right that you're in David Adams D group because I can't remember. So I've already recorded this episode with David. I think it's already come out. Sometimes we release them later. But that's what he shared as well was the Acts prayer model. Yeah. It's how helpful that is. The adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And you're even, of course you would in your brilliance, you're echoing Luther with this simple way to pray because when his barber asked him, like, I don't know how to pray, kind of like, what was his name? Chris. Chris, yeah. Kind of like Chris. So his barber's like, I don't know how to pray. So Luther wrote, one, don't get distracted, just do it which was Ben's counsel. Yep. And then two, Luther then proceeded by providing a framework for prayer. And he said one of the things that he would do is take a passage of Scripture and he would meditate on it and use like the Ten Commandments. Sure. For example, he had those memorized, so he would work through them and pray them in various ways. And the Acts prayer model is basically like that. It's like a template for prayer. Yeah, it's an awesome way for people who aren't used to praying to God or... uh, I don't know, don't have that background in prayer to begin an intimate relationship with God through prayer. And it can lead to some awesome stuff to where you you can always fall back on it and you can always use it. 
but you don't need it. Mm-hmm. And it can, you can go to the time where it almost feels robotic to pray mm-hmm. the same prayer every time. And I think that the Acts prayer model, um, if you implement things like note cards or, you know, just checking up with people, say, hey, how are you? How can I be praying for you? Uh, Wick talks to us about, a lot about prayer through our D group, and he he does an awesome, awesome job. Uh, one of the things that he's really intentional about is sharing with us, hey, I just prayed for you. Not, mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for <laughs> yeah. you. I just <laughs> prayed for you. Good. And he tells you the details that he prayed for you, and he shares an encouraging verse every time. Mm-hmm. And I am so thankful for that guy. Yeah. So it's not unspiritual to use helps in prayer. No way. Like the Acts model or even Wick's habit of, I prayed for you specifically this. Yeah. That's good. I have a pop question that I've not given you in advance. So you don't have to answer if you don't want. But uh, it just came to my mind as you were sharing, especially about Chris, as we're talking about just praying, it really can be hard both early on when you're not used to prayer language. Yeah. Because there is like a language that differs in different churches, you know? So trying to catch on to that. But it can be hard. I mean, I've prayed for a long time and it could be hard for me. Like, am I praying the right way? Am I saying the right thing? I feel like that difficulty intensifies 10,000 times when you're in a group praying. Do you have any counsel, for example, when we have our old church prayer, which we've just moved, we've always done it in room 127, but God's been gracious, and there's been a lot of people. We had to move to the auditorium. But if it was intimidating to pray together, to pray out loud in 127, it's like public speaking a little bit to pray here in the auditorium. Do you have any counsel when people are struggling, afraid to pray in a setting like that? How do they just pray anyways? How do you do that? So, uh, yeah, great question. What I explain to my kids when they don't want to pray in Epic is... Guys, if I weren't here, it's no different than if I were here. Our our main point is if we're believers is to glorify God through our actions. And so it, it's it should be no different when you're praying in front of another person as when you uh when you have people in front of you because God is everywhere. And so we should have no uh we should have no hesitation about that. Now, that doesn't mean it goes away. Yeah. Um but I think just being intentional with picking your words and uh, you're praying to glorify God. That's a really good point. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on here this quarter or whatever, but I remember something when I first started preaching, because you have your pastoral prayer at the beginning, which is kind of a unique thing because, I mean, we're praying together, but I'm leading the prayer, but it's not just me praying. We're Hopefully, we're all joined in that prayer, but I'm the one voicing it. And I remember early on one of the things from the very beginning that helped me the most in that, because that literally is public speaking praying, yeah. <laughs> which I don't mind. You know, I, everybody's gifted different. I don't mind it. I, I, like, I like it. But the thing that helped me, though, was I would actually, um, when I close my eyes, I grab the pulpit and usually squeeze it. I don't know if that's desperation or what, but kind of lift my head as we're all bowing and closing our eyes. And I would, in my mind, like, focus on a point up away from us, kind of where the camcorder is yeah. up there. Just my eyes are closed, but I'm just focused out there as a way to focus my mind on, not that God's only right there, but just to get my mind away from me in a sense to get it away from all of us and to remember, because it's hard to do, to remember like, oh, wait a minute, I'm actually praying to God. And I feel like it's like you're saying, 
if you're praying in epic or you're praying in a group, it becomes really hard to remember that because you're nervous. And for a pastor, our guilt is that we just end up preaching the sermon yeah. <laughs> in the prayer. That always bothered me, and I thought, I never want to do that because then I'm praying to you. You know, I'm not praying. So that's really good counsel. If I mean, not that it's easy to do, like you said, but if you can get your focus on God somehow so that like everything's blocked out, we are praying to God. That's great. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you being on here a lot. We're so grateful for everything you're doing, and we're grateful for you serving us like this. So thank you for being here. You're welcome, Bryce. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, someone listening to this might be that person who's not really praying that much because they've analyzed their prayers to death. They feel like they don't know what to pray. They're not good at praying. They don't pray in private because they criticize themselves. It's hard to pray in public because they're afraid other people will criticize them. That might be you, and you might have thought that way in the past. But may God help us all now to think this way. This way.